Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good morning. Our Father in heaven, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. How great your love is. Lord, that you would look upon earthen vessels as clay vessels and pour out your spirit in us, on us, over us. Do everything that you've done for us. So Lord, I hope that somehow, some way that your spirit would tarry with us here this morning, that we may be changed. Lord, that we would understand your word. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive every truth that you, would, that you would impart to us this morning, Lord, that we may walk out of here. Lord, more determined to bring glory to your name, that we would be vessels of honor, that we would be light and salt. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Little ringy up here. So I'm gonna, as usual, I'm loaded with scripture. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to not to bog you down with it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna begin uh, today's message. I'm gonna read out of Revelation chapter 12, and you'll understand hopefully in a moment. Revelation chapter 12. I'm gonna begin in verse one. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and the other, uh, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, behold a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Who was that? Jesus. Jesus. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God that she would feed her, he would feed her there, they would feed her there, excuse me, 1,260 days. That is, my brothers and sisters, the last half of the Great Tribulation. It's three and a half years. And so we know that that woman is Israel. Amen? And so I, later on, I mean, we could discuss this. I they believe if you, um, Daniel, you read out of Daniel, I believe it's chapter 9. Uh, there's some other things that we could go back to, and I don't want to take up a lot of time this morning just making cross-references as to why I believe what I believe. And some of you have already studied this, and you know, Uh, what it's saying there. So now let's pick up in verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. My brothers and sisters, let me say this. Okay, we know that uh, the the dragon represents Satan and all all the demonic powers, and that third of the stars that he, that represents a third of all of the angels that um, were cast out of heaven. But they still... Um, there's still, I don't want to confuse anybody, so forgive me if this is repetitive for some of you. I know some of you already know this, but for some maybe here or watching, brothers and sisters, you know, well, what about Jesus? He said, I beheld uh, Satan cast out of heaven as a bolt of lightning. Yeah, he, he was cast out of that high place that he couldn't go there any longer unless he was going there specifically uh, allowed to, by God, to bring accusation against the brothers. But they still... The demonic forces, the, those angels, the, the evil angels, the ones that rebelled from God, they still occupy a realm that we can't see. Okay? So, that's, so now, what this is saying is there's going to come a time, this is obviously after Jesus was taken up into glory, right? So this is now describing a time, and this time we know is going to be uh, halfway through the Great Tribulation, those three and a half years, where now he's going, he, Satan, and all, of the, and all of those spirits, the powers, are going to lose their ability to occupy that area. They're going to be cast down to earth, and they're only going to be able to operate here. Yes. And that's when it really gets bad. Amen? Amen? 
Okay, so verse 7, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, no, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Amen. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, and it's, we'll take that apart in a moment. I'm a little disappointed that Steve and Alta weren't here because Steve had a testimony and I wanted him to share. And, and, and unfortunately, he's shared it with me a few weeks ago and I forgot to... Uh, let him come forth. But I know Terry has a testimony, and I want to give you an opportunity. If you have a testimony, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm serious now, a serious testimony, I, I'd like you to come forth and, and have a moment to give glory to God. Try to do your best to keep it as concise, as quick, don't preach, uh, as you can. But Terry, please, because I know that you're going to share. Rachel's. Morning. I mean, uh, it was a couple weeks ago. You might have to flip it on. How about that? that? There we there go. There you go. <laughs> so it was a couple weeks ago, um, and I was at work, and I recently got a promotion at a job, uh, a new Where position. And in this position, I was hoping to be able to do more for Christ, right? So not have to work a night shift and things like that. So, but while I was at work one day, I needed to go into town to get a couple of supplies, and this co-worker came with me. So while he came with me, we're sitting there riding, and uh, we just started talking, hey, how your weekend was, and things like that, just normal co-worker talk. And he felt open enough to say, hey, well, you know, I'm a Catholic, and we went on this Catholic retreat, and we did this and did that, and all these kind of things. I said, oh, that's great. You know, you know, I'm a believer as well, and I told him about my church family and how we have uh, unity, and we also have care and share, and we just started talking about Jesus and that opportunity, and uh, so I turned to him, and I was kind of, you know, like, you know, so, hey, why did you feel to share that with me? Because I barely knew this new employee. And uh, he said, well, it's just something about you know, the way you walk, and I just see something in you that made me feel like I can open up to you that way. And that just made me, it gave me, it gives me chills now that just thinking about it, that, you know, that particular coworker saw Jesus in me, so I try to do that more and more every day, and that's my testimony that, you know, we try to be more and more like Jesus. Other people see it, even though we don't think they do, they are. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God bless. Awesome. Testimony. His testimony is not just his words, but his life. Amen? Anyone else? Anyone? No fresh testimony? Come on. It's, it doesn't have to be like that. It could be just something where, you know, God did something in your life. There's, and you want to say something about it. Has God healed you? Has God done something for your kids? Have you, has he answered a prayer in your life? Anybody in here, have, have you had recently an, a prayer answered? Yeah. Did I share it on Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? Who was here Wednesday? Or did I share last Sunday when that, the, the, my coworker had asked for prayer? Was that Wednesday or Sunday? Wednesday. So I'll share it now. Real quick. Me and you guys don't want to speak up. I mean, I said not to preach, but that, you know, I, I didn't want to intimidate you or anything. No, but what I was sharing with the group on Wednesday was there was a person, uh, a coworker, or someone that works with me, uh, came to me and asked, you know, there was some counseling going on as it relates to their, their walk and where they were with Christ. And they asked me um, to pray. Uh, they had a relative that was really ill, and they asked me to pray um, with them or for them. So I prayed, and then we even prayed, I think, together one Wednesday, and came back with a, you know, a decent um, uh, testimony as it relates to response. Uh, and then she, this same person asked me about praying. There was another person in her life that was seriously ill and um, asked me to pray. And so I, I did, and I prayed, and still trying to encourage this person to get you know, on fire for God. Has a, has a knowledge of the Lord, had been in church, and now is just trying to get back into it. But anyway, long story short, I prayed, but then I, was, I had to go pick up some parts or something for my guys. So I, on the road, I'm saying, Lord, please, 
I'm asking you now. This person is asking me a couple of times. They're counseling, they're seeking counseling, and has asked me for prayer a couple of times. So, Lord, show yourself strong in their life. Father, I pray now that they would see that you are Jehovah Rapha, that you are hearing the prayer, and that you are a God who is the healer. You are a God who responds to prayer. You are a God that's hearing what she's saying and hearing what we're saying. Amen? And so later that afternoon, that person came to me with a, a glowing praise report that the last person that we prayed for out of uh, intensive care and, and the whole nine yards and just glowing. And so I pulled that person aside. And normally I wouldn't do this, but I pulled that person aside just because I knew that the Lord is, trying to, is ministering to her in her life. And so I said, listen, I want to I say something to you. I said, when you asked me to pray, I prayed, but then I prayed again. And here's what I prayed that the Lord would do something mighty and strong so that it would have an effect on you, so that you would see. And she's glowing. Yes. So do you see that? Do you see Yes. Is the Lord hearing us? Yes. Is the Lord working? Yes. What are you going to do about it? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Testimony. My brothers and sisters, I think that there are people in here who know that God has answered your prayer. There are people in here that God has carried. Now, maybe it's been a while, and we'll get to that here in a second, but maybe it's been a while. Maybe, you know, you're going to church and you feel like, but, and I've preached on this before, and I'm not going to preach it again, but is it possible that maybe we're in a spiritual rut? You know, we've gotten comfortable in this place that we're at, but I want to caution you because there's no such thing. You don't say, your, your spirituality is not, it, it, there's no way it's static. It does not stay the same. You can't live in this lost and dying world and you can't go out there every day and function and think that, okay, the, the blessing, the anointing that I had yesterday is going to be sufficient for today. It doesn't work that way. Amen. And, and so listen, I'm not saying that because my brothers and sisters, just because I'm, I'm like you. I mean, I live in the world too. I have a job, uh, you know, and I, and I have, you know, family. I have responsibilities and things, right? And, 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 any, and all of us here. We all have responsibilities. We all have things that we have to, to, to live in this world. And so I, I'm not just saying that from that platform. The scripture says that, that we need to be building ourselves up on our most holy faith, continually building on that foundation of the prophets and the, and the, and the apostles. Amen? Amen? The scripture tells us that we should be moving from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. So it's, I'm not saying it just because, hey, I'm living this thing out. No, scripture is backing that up as well. Amen? Okay, so we're going to move on. We've, we've, we've had that. I'm going to go back from last week and, you know, you know where we are. Testimony. Amen? Amen? Overcoming the enemy. Hallelujah. You're in a battle. And that's why it's, there's no such thing as static. You're in a battle. We're at war. There's no such thing as static. In 1 John, we were in 1 John last week. Some of this will be on the board. Some of it won't. Beloved, I'm beginning in verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because, my, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Now, for some of you maybe missed last week, maybe you weren't watching, you weren't here, whatever. Remember, this, this is a very important aspect. It, this, this really speaks to the fact that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. Because there are many people that believe in God or want to say they believe in God, and even some who would give Jesus the credit and they call Jesus. Some people that call themselves Christians would actually say that Jesus and Michael the archangel are, are the same. No. Some say that uh, Jesus was a prophet, Islam, prophet, good man, blah, blah, blah. So I don't want to go through the whole litany of, of, of all of those things. But that's why it's very, very important. What he's saying here is that, listen, anybody who seems to be religious and seems to call themselves a Christian or even a believer in Jesus in some form or fashion, if they don't believe that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, they're false. Okay? It's very important. And now, my brothers and sisters, it's even more important, I've got to say it again, that we continue to stand firm in that regard because as we get further and further toward the end, toward His coming, it's going to be more fashionable for Christian churches to soften up that. They've already done it. Already done it. Seminaries, teachers, and, and everything else, they, they don't only believe in the virgin birth anymore. Uh, the, the bodily resurrection of Christ is in doubt. These are seminaries. These are teaching and training 
pastors and preachers and teachers, and they don't even believe those fundamentals of our faith. They're false. You cannot be the Son of God and have an earthly father. You can't be the Son of God who He was. You can't be the Christ and you, it can't. Right? You can't be the Savior of the world and then die and stay in that tomb. Come on. Right? So that's why it's so, so, so very important that we understand and we hold firm and we don't get wishy-washy and we're going to have some hard questions from our kids, from our kids' kids, and we have to be able to give an answer and stand firm and be sure. And not, say, and not, not this, just because I said so. No. Come on. Okay, so now continuing. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Uh oh, you can put that up. That's not it. This is the spirit of Antichrist. This will be First John four. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Now let me pause here for a moment. Let me pause here for a moment. Who is he speaking of? He's speaking of all of these folks that seem to be religious, that seem to have a knowledge of God or of Jesus and of Jesus. But they're in the world. They're compromising the Word of God with what seems plausible or what is palatable for people, what allows people to believe, what brings people in and holds people, what's able, what we're able to comprehend with our human minds. Of course there can't be, a woman can't give birth without having relations with a man. Of course, that can't happen. Of course, someone who's dead and laying in a tomb for three days, he can't get out alive. Come on, you see what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters? See, so, so it's very important that we understand. Now, those people are in the world. They're of the world. And although they may proclaim the, 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 the name of Jesus, and though they may have some form of doctrine or theology, we cannot follow that. We can't be shaken by it. We can't, be, we can't compromise with it. And we certainly have to be in a position where we can teach our children. Amen? Amen? All right, and not because Tony said so, and not because it sounds good, and not no, because it's the truth, and you are convinced of it. Not be, again, not because this is the way my mom raised me. This is uh, one of the best preachers on TV said it this way, and blah, blah, blah. no, it makes me feel good. I helped the, the hair went on the back of my neck. You know, stop it. Just because the hair went up on the back of your neck does not mean it was Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean that that's solid truth and God is speaking to me from heaven. It doesn't mean that. No, what, what, what we have to do is read the Word and have the Holy Spirit teach us, lead us, and guide us in all truth. Amen? I know, my brothers, I know that I repeat these things. I really do. I know that I've repeated some of these things. And those of you certainly who have been with me for a long time, I know. And maybe sometimes you get a little tired of hearing the same thing, but I can't help it. I have to be reminded myself because we hear so many things. And more importantly, I'm going to keep harping on this, our young people hear so many things. And they hear so many reasonings as to why what we, this truth can't be truth. It has to be mixed with a little bit of untruth so that you, know, you could accept it. Not my brothers and sisters, truth. Truth. Holy Spirit truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This spirit of this is the spirit of Antichrist. This is talking about people who have some form of godliness, who 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 have a, a they're living out something and they're speaking something, they're confessing something. But they're it, look. This is the spirit of Antichrist. Do we still have it up there? Yes. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as as of the world, and their and the world hears them. That's key. See. The world hears them. That's how, that's how we could fill churches. Compromise just a little bit. And those who are half-stepping it, they're going to come. Because they've, got, their fire insurance is taken care of. They can have a social a network of people. And, and, it, and it's good from a human... Listen, all humans were built the same. We're built, my brothers and sisters, for um, interaction. We're, we're built for community. We're built that way. Amen? Amen? So that's why, too, it's, it's so easy. Like if we could identify with a group, we compromise when we're young people. Some of our young people may compromise a little bit so they could be identified with a certain group of people. 
Even we as adults do the same thing, don't we? So my brothers and sisters, we're, we're made for, for, for that communication. We're, we're built for that relationship. Love is not love without relationship. There has to be something there. There has to be an activity. There has to be a unity. Amen? Hallelujah. They have the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, truth. And that's what we have to live. That's what we have to build our lives upon. And, and that's what we have to teach our children. Amen? So now let's, let's jump. I'm going to jump to um, backwards, actually. And if I've given this to you out of order, I, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. 1 John chapter 2. Beginning of verse 18. Little children, it is the last hour. He's saying this in the first century. It is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be manifest, that none of them were of us. Do you hear that? So he's saying these were people that were part of the church. And they're not with us anymore. They're preaching or teaching something that's a little bit different. But you have an anointing. Here we go, my brothers and sisters. This I want you to... I've, I've really highlighted this for a reason. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that, there, that no lie is of the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. You have, see, there's, 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 this is important, very important. You have an anointing from the Holy One and that's how you discern truth. That's how you know that this is true. Again, i got to say it. Not because Tony said so. Not even because your second favorite preacher said so. Not even because... I'm not going to say it. Not even because so-and-so said it. But you have this, you know it's true because you have an anointing from the Holy One. Amen. Hallelujah. You have an anointing from the Holy One. My brothers and sisters, this is what separates you from the people that have a form of godliness but deny the power. You have the power of God in you. Amen. You have an anointing from the Holy One. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God be with you. Just, just listen as I read a little bit, because this is also from last week, but I just want to remind you, it's not going to be on the board. John 14, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. So let me pause there for a minute. You're going to have greater, you're going to have greater power. You're, the works that I do, you're going to do in greater. Why? Because you're going to have this anointing from the Holy One. I'm going to the Father, and I'm going to send this anointing from the Holy One. I'm going to send my Spirit. But the Spirit is going to do... Listen, the Spirit is coming down that you would be glorified. No. That the Son would be glorified. Not that Allah or whatever God, whatever you want to name Him, or the Father God. No. That Jesus would be glorified. Do you understand that? And God, the Father, shares His glory with no one. So when Jesus is glorified, guess what? That's God being glorified. Amen? Hallelujah. So we all agree. If you love me, keep my, my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you, and He will be in you. My brothers and sisters, I know you know this Scripture. But my brothers and sisters, this is, this is so much what we need to attach to. This is so much what we need to adhere to. This is so much what we need to, that needs to drive, that needs to animate us. What? The Spirit within us. God's Holy Spirit within us. That gives us the ability to understand what His truth says. Not Tony. Now, listen. God may use Tony to help you by the Holy Spirit, just like God, I'm not in no way when I say this and I compare myself to the Apostle Paul or any of the apostles, I'm not doing that. But just like all this scripture is in the inspired word of God, right? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's breathed of God. Isn't that what it says? Amen. It says that in Timothy. Oh, my, okay, my brothers and sisters. And we know that the apostle was, Paul was probably one of the most anointed apostles. They all had the anointing, but he did things. He was the second greatest evangelist that ever walked the face of the earth. And he did some mighty signs and wonders, and he got some divine revelations that even Peter said, wow, you know, that, some of that stuff is a little bit hard to understand. Paul was given things that he can't share, that he couldn't share. He, amen? 
So my brothers and sisters, this was a mighty man of God. So he's writing most two-thirds approximately of the New Testament. So he's being inspired by the Holy Spirit. So now I have to be inspired by the Holy Spirit so that when you're reading and you're studying and you come to church, we come together and we start discussing. And I say, well, what does that word mean to Tony? Or what does that word mean to Catherine? Or what does it, it doesn't matter what it means to Tony. It doesn't matter what it means to Catherine. It doesn't even matter what it means to Terry. What it matters is what does God mean by it? So the Holy Spirit, the anointing from above, is that thing that gives us the understanding. And He might use me in this moment to help you to understand. He might use you in a moment to help your children or to someone who, like, like Terry. Terry testified this morning of this opportunity that the Lord has given him to, listen, so, so I'm not going to get into this big old Catholicism. And all. Yeah, Catholicism, if you follow Catholicism to the letter, I don't know, but I think if you're really trying to find God before you die, God will make sure that you know Jesus Christ is God, and that's it. And you don't have to confess your sins to no priest or anybody else. There's no man, there, and the Pope is definitely not the vicar of Christ. He's definitely not. So my brothers and sisters, so, so, so watch. So what am I saying? So, so because Terry, my brothers and sisters, because Terry is in his position, right? Holy Spirit, he has an anointing from the Holy One. That doesn't mean that Terry going to get up there and start pounding his Bible and preaching. No, Terry's going to live it out. And that made this person curious so that now he's going to ask questions. And because Terry follows Pastor Tony, he's going to be able to give the right answers. Amen. Not Amen. I know, you, I, I know you helped me out, brother. I appreciate it. Bro. There's somebody who, lo- someone who I can count on. No, but seriously. No, but seriously. And I, and I said that, and, and we were kind of joking about it. But no, because, listen, because it's out of the Scripture and because it's been confirmed in Terry's heart. And hope, and that's the thing. That's why we need to be careful about what we do say, how we do. Make sure we're doing, going by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, not what we feel, what we think. Come on. What does it say? And do we know what it says? Amen? Pretty easy, right? But we have this power. And Jesus walked in this power, and we marvel at the things Jesus did, don't we? Opened up blind eyes, cleansed the leopard. Man, fed 5,000, but he said greater things than these. Don't marvel at these. Look at what it says in Mark, Mark 16. Mark 16, beginning in verse 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Uh, you can leave that up there for a little bit. I, I, I highlighted this, and listen, I know that the message isn't about this, but I want you to understand, because there are doctrines and theologies that have been built on this that say that unless you're baptized in water, you're not saved. That's not what the Scripture really teaches. Well, what is Jesus saying there? He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So what does that mean? If you're not baptized, that you're not saved? No, doesn't mean that. Let me read to you from Peter real quick, and there's others, but this is real quick. 1 Peter, uh, verse 3, 21. I'm sorry, chapter 3, 21. There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So mark that one down and look at it later and study it in its full context. He basically gives the example of Noah and that the eighth were saved by water. Right? Come on. Jesus is the ark. But my brothers and sisters, what that's saying is, the, the baptism does not cleanse your sins. You've been cleansed. The baptism by the blood is what cleanses your sins, right? We know that. We, you, the blood washed our sins away. But the baptism is you, just like it says in Romans, that you know th- this is that we're, we're buried with Him in baptism and we're raised to live in the newness of life. So again, and I know many of you know this, many watching, and I've said it and you know it, but i got to say it again. This is simply saying that our life, we're buried with Him in baptism. We come out, now we're consecrating our life to Jesus. It's, now, the old Tony died, the new Tony. Now, you've heard me say this several times, right? But why would Jesus make a, a solace? So that's what He's talking about. What Jesus is saying is, listen you, you, listen, you have to kill yourself, die to yourself, die to the flesh, and live according to the truth, live according to me. That's what He's saying, right? Now, the act of baptism. Should you be baptized? Absolutely you should be. If you're a Christian, if you're born again and you're not baptized, I would say to you, why? Well, I don't need to. You just said, Tony, I don't need to be baptized to be saved. Yeah, but remember, baptism is what Jesus did, number one, and he definitely didn't need to be saved. But he did it. So that the scripture would be fulfilled. 
Jesus said to be baptized. That's good enough for me. But it's not good enough unless I know what it means. See, I was baptized. My family was Catholic, and I was baptized when I was a little baby. Didn't even know what was going on. I was born again, and probably a year or so after I was born again, there was an elders' retreat. I went on the elders' retreat, and they were doing baptisms. There was a hotel pool, and I wanted to be baptized because now I knew what was happening. I've baptized people that had been baptized before in their lives. Right. But what happened was they knew that they, when they were baptized when they were young, they were going through the motions, but they, they really didn't understand exactly what it was. So I want to encourage you, whether you've been baptized or not, if you feel like when I was baptized at that certain time, I really didn't understand what it meant. I want to encourage you. We, we do baptisms here. We got a pool. I'll tell you what, last time I thought it went really well. We actually moved the tub inside. Awesome. Awesome. The water was still cold. We didn't, we didn't heat the water up. But my brothers and sisters, as, as you know, funny and you know, light, but I, I want to encourage you. If you've not been baptized, why? Well, I don't need it. How do you deal with the Scripture? Well, you just said, I'm going to repeat it again. If Jesus said it, He's saying it for a reason. And what it is, is you have to come to the understanding or the decision in your life that, you know what? Yes, the blood washed my sins away, but I need to be identified with the life of Christ. I need the old Tony, the old Joe... John Doe, the old whoever, fill in the blank, Ann Smith, that old person needs to die. Yes. And I need to say this publicly. I, and I, You know what? When we do it in front of each other, awesome. Now let's hold each other accountable. Not pointing out our sin. Not, not, no. No, but now there's, hey, I got a little bit of eyes upon me. Man, and I made a statement, so I'm going to keep it. Come on, are you with me? All right. Hallelujah. So look, look what he says in verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, let me pause here. Because I have a friend who's, a, I, I, I love him. And he's a, a, a pastor of a church like me. And we discussed this scripture because they don't necessarily believe in the full gospel like we do as it relates to think that you know those things are... And, part, and he said, I wish that was never in there. That person said, I wish that was not in there. But it is. And that wasn't added by the translators. That's there. Jesus said that. Okay, so my brothers and sisters, think, think about this. Think about this. That's powerful. But what happens? What happens is you get a sect of people who will pick up snakes and dance with snakes and all this... What? You have the snake bites you and you died and you were in sin. What? No, if the snake bites me and I die, it means I'm stupid. I shouldn't have been handling snakes. I know it has venom in it. God gave me a half a brain. Come on! Say it again. Amen. Now, if Jesus, if Jesus regarded the Word, His own Word, enough to say, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, then who am I? Who am I? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But my brothers and sisters, again, we have an anointing from the Holy One. That's what gives us this ability. That's what gives us these things. This is, these are things that are real in our lives. It's not happening. Well, I know whose fault it isn't. So I've got to look at myself. Am I walking according to His truth? When I have the intention to lay hands on somebody, is it true intentionally uh, to bring glory to Jesus or am I just feeling so emotionally overcharged? Or what, what, really, what are my motives? What's my motivation? Do I want fame? Do I want more people to come to this church? What, what, what are my motivations? I'm just going to speak to me. You've got to search your own hearts. My, my brothers and sisters, just, I've, I've said it to you before. I said it last week. God doesn't heal everybody. Like that. And he doesn't heal everybody. Sometimes, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be healed totally when I go up there. But whether he heals me now or he heals me then, God is a healer. And there's, and, and there's nothing that the enemy, the Antichrist would love for you and for me to doubt that word based on a circumstance or a situation. Ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. He is the God who heals. Whether he does it now or he does it later, he is the God who heals. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Yeah, what would you say, Tony? Well, the truth. Amen? So, so I'm not... Don't try to d dissuade me. Well, yeah, but God, if God was, you know, why, why would these bad things happen? The bad things happen because we fell. We listened to, to Satan. We didn't follow the truth. We fell. And, it's been a, and we've been in a, involved in this battle ever since. We're in this battle. But God has given us these weapons, these tools. Amen? And it's all based on knowing what they are, having faith in them, and faith in Him, knowing what it says, and following. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, as the time gets closer and closer, and I've said this to you before, I, I, you know, we're going to need these things. And, and I really do believe that for as much, you hear it now, well, there's going to be a revival, there's going to be a great awakening, and all this other stuff. Yeah, but it's not going to be like, I don't believe it's going to be like what we've seen. The fake revival, Maybe. Not the real revival. The real revival is going to be mostly underground, like what's happening in China. You know one of the fastest growing churches, or the fastest area where churches are growing right now, or the church is growing, I should say, forgive me? Iran. Right now, the, the Christian church is growing fastest in Iran other, and, than any other place. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So my brothers and sisters, listen. That there's, so you can say, there, there's, there's a revival that needs to happen here in America. When you see our young people marching on those streets, when you see colleges and you see these, total, uh, these academic elites preaching what they're preaching and teaching our young people what they're teaching them, and our young people buying it hook, line, and sinker, my brothers and sisters, there needs to be a revival here. But it won't happen that way. What's going to happen is there's going to be bodies like this one all over this country. There's going to be bodies like this one who refuse to buy the lie, who are trying their absolute best to walk according to the anointing from above. And my brothers and sisters, we're going to come together, and when we need something, we're going to call upon the Lord. We're going to come together, we're going to call upon the Lord, and He will deliver. Because we're not going to have to depend on... We're not going to be able to depend on the government. We're not going to be able to depend on that doctor down the road unless he's born again. We're not going to be able to do... We're going to have to get in line with everybody else. And if you get the treatment, if you qualify, if you meet in certain criteria, maybe you'll get the treatment. Huh? Am I lying? No, it's already happening. So my brothers and sisters, listen to me. God has already given us this anointing from above. That's where, the, that's where it's going to be real. That's where it's going to be this, this, this revival, this... This thing, this, this relational thing that happens between brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're going to be so dependent on each other. It's already happening in India. What? In India, what's happening is there are Christians who can't even buy groceries at certain stores. Because they're Christians. I hope you check that out. And tell me, come back next week and tell me I just told a lie because I'm not. It's already happening. Yeah, but that will never happen here. Really? Really? Oh, Tony, you're always so much doom and gloom. No doom and gloom at all, man. I'm just telling you, we don't have to depend on them. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Listen, the Antichrist is going to do everything. There's already, right? There's already Antichrist on the earth. We're already in a battle. There's already Antichrist on the earth. That's real. I can't just, oh, everything is, oh, your best days are just ahead of you. Yeah, when you go to heaven. Absolutely. You may have some... Hey, there's still going to be a lot of good ones here. When I'm with you, some of the best days I'll ever have. When I'm with my family, that's a great day. When I'm enjoying my granddaughters, the twins, when I'm enjoying all my grandchildren, that's a great day. Hallelujah. Why? It's relational. There's love. Why here do I... I there's, it's relational. It's love. We have the same Father. We have the same Spirit of God in us. Yeah, do I enjoy that? Absolutely. Is it all doom and gloom down here? No, it's not. But if you think that it's going to get real good down here, uh-uh, it's going to get worse down here, but that's going to make that even more glorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, we have a place not made with hands that's waiting for us in the heavenlies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So am I going to get all excited about what can happen here? No. I'm more excited about what's going to happen up there. Thank you. Hallelujah. But we're still here. Yes. So that means we still have something to do. So now let's go back to our foundational scripture. I knew you were just waiting for that. When are we getting back there? We're there. 
Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. I broke it down like this because we're going to just look at it individually. My brothers and sisters, listen. We're in this battle. Remember what John said back in the first century. The Antichrist is already here. And see, my brothers and sisters, we think that it's going to be like you know, all of this evil and all this stuff. Yeah, that's the obvious stuff. That's so obvious. No, we're talking about now the false doctrines and teachings which really have the, which actually will take us away, can take us away. And those of us who are not grounded in the truth, who are going to church or going through the motions, or you think you're saved, you did your thing, and now you're ready, you're just waiting on the Lord to come get you, or you're still about this life. Well, I could still have enjoy even here. I, I, I got to get another house to get, and I got, I got another car to buy, and I got all this other, I got another job to have, and I got to, you know, there's so many promotions, and I can make more money here and do this. And I, really? Really? They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Now, we all know, without the, the, the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. So we know what Jesus did. And it was, it was done, it was set forth in the garden. Right? He gave them skins. He, sat, he showed them what to do. He gave them skins. When they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves, God said, no, 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 that's not going to hide your guilt and sin. I'm going to show you how you do it. You've got to kill animals and shed some blood. And he covered them with the skins of the animals. And, his, and their, their offspring knew that. Amen? That's why there was the first murder that took place on earth. Right? Because Abel did the, the proper sacrifice. Cain didn't. Right? So we know that they knew. There was an understanding from God right from the beginning. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission. And the shedding of blood in Jesus Christ once for all, shed His blood once for all. Amen? Awesome. So I don't have to stay, uh, spend a lot of time there. But let's just say this. If he wasn't perfect, if he wasn't the Son of God, if he wasn't God in the flesh, he would not be qualified. His blood would not be qualified to wash away the sins of the world. Amen? Amen? And my brothers and sisters, the reason why, again, that the virgin birth is so important, that his life and all of those facts and, and things that went on through his life are so important for us to know and understand. And then also, most importantly, his resurrection. The reason why I keep pounding those things out there, we need to make sure that is this actually happened. Why? Because the fact that he rose from the dead on the third day, spent 40 days on earth in that body that went into the grave, the same body that went into the grave came out of the grave. And because he did that, that showed that everything that he said and did was absolute truth. Also, that he was qualified to be the, the, the Lamb of God without spot and without blemish. Amen? And he was received up into glory. Again, proving everything that he said, everything they did. Amen? So we're there. I know that you all know that. That's just kind of, you know, review, if you will. And by the word of their testimony... My brothers and sisters, listen. We need to speak up. See, you know, I could get caught up in this too. I see all this stuff happening in our culture. I see all this stuff happening in our politics. And I see all this stuff in, at, at D.C., all this stuff going on. I see people saying stuff that's absolutely not true. And uh, they get censored for it, but really nothing happens. And, and there's still people that, you know, line up with this person. And, you know, whether you're Republican or Democrat or, or uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever side politically you find yourself on. If you're a born-again Christian, again, remember, uh, whose side are you on? Are You've you got to be on God's side. But I could very easily get caught up in all of this and be distracted from it. And, and believe me, I can tell you a lot of things. I can tell you, my brothers and sisters, how... You know, the, the progressive movement, you know, it's straight from the pits of hell. I can tell you, my brothers and sisters, that Marx was a uh, Satan worshiper and, and Marxism is straight from the pits of hell. I can tell you all of that. I've, I've read up on it. I've studied it. Many of you in this room and certainly watching, you could say the same thing. But at the end of the day, I may have all knowledge about, you know, Woodrow Wilson, our president, how, screwed, how, how he screwed up this country so badly. I could tell you all of these things that are facts, but at the end of the day, what does it really mean? And at the end of the day, if I take my pitchfork and I march on Washington, what happens? I get thrown in jail. You'll never see me again, and they'll tell everybody how rotten, how evil I was. No, we've got to be on the side of the Lord. We have to speak up. 
and not speak about this politics and all this evil and all this garbage. No, speak the things of God. Speak the things of God. And when someone tells me a lie, I'm not going, you're lying! No, I say, okay, well here's what it says here. Come on. Are, are you with me? Come on. Speak up. And don't be intimidated. The closer we get, the rougher it's going to be. There are those of us, I think, I, I, I really feel like God has told me that I'm going to be, suffer persecution before I leave this earth for what I say. I, I, some people think that I'm saying that and it's just because I'm negative. No, I really do believe that if I live to be the average expectancy of a, of, of a male in the United States that, and the Lord doesn't come back, I think that I'm going to have to give answer for what I say from the pulpit. And, and, and that's okay, I think. I'd like to think that you know, I'm up for the task. I'm up for the challenge. I hope you're praying for me. And I hope if that happens that you, still, that you pray for me. But, but my brothers and sisters, we, we can't be afraid to speak up. When, when you see parents that are going to these meetings. Why is so you're you saying don't, not to get political? No, I'm just giving you an illustration here. When you see parents going to meetings to stand up for their children who have been raped in bathrooms by somebody who calls themselves transgender and they get in trouble for it, that's, I'm telling you, that's the culture that we live in. That's this, this day and age that we live in where right is wrong and wrong is right. So you have, you better be, you you better have some spiritual backing. You better have some spiritual zisbumba because it's going to cost you. We have to be prepared. Doom and gloom. There you go, Tony. No, it's truth. It's fact. But I'm here to tell you that God, but God, who is rich in mercy, with that love that He loved us, my brothers and sisters, He's given us this anointing from above, and that's what I'm trying to speak to you today. We have this. The word we have the blood of Jesus, and we have the word of our testimony. Use it. Here's the other thing, my brothers and sisters. I, I could go to John chapter nine. Here's one of the examples. You remember when Jesus was walking, and they saw that blind man, and his apostles said, "Hey, was he? Is this man born blind because of his parents' sin or because of his?" Jesus said, "Neither. That God might be glorified." Remember, Jesus spat on the ground, made mud, and put it on his eyes. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he washed in the pool of Siloam, and he's given testimony. And wow, you know, all this guy was born blind. He's been blind all his life. And so they bring him to the Pharisees. The Pharisees describe, who did this? Question him, pill, man, just, just pill for the guy. You know, all kind of questions. Who did? Well, this guy can't be of God because, you know, he wouldn't do it on the Sabbath. This is the Sabbath. He couldn't heal on the Sabbath. So then they call in the guy's parents. Was this, is this your son? And was he born blind? And the parents, now look, this is the lesson. The parents are intimidated. Right? The parents are intimidated. Well, we could say definitely he's our son, and we could say definitely he was born blind, but as to what happened, he's of age. Ask him himself. Yourself. They were intimidated to say it. Yeah, he's been healed. Come on. Do, do you understand? See, we can't be there. We have to be able to speak up, speak about our testimony. Speak. I'm going to tell you, I mean, Jesus, and, 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 I, and I, don't to, I don't want to be in a contest with anybody. I'm just saying this. I'm only saying, I don't want to tell on you, so I'm just going to tell on me. Does, does that make sense? And I'm going to make up a story. I'm telling I know what a louse of a human being I was before God saved me. I didn't commit crimes or anything or none that I got caught. But I, I, you know what I'm saying? But, but, and, 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 but, but listen, but what I'm saying to you is I, I didn't tell the truth to women. I didn't, I mean, I broke a couple of the top ten, I'm just telling you. But, but my brothers and sisters, listen, I'm not, see, and when you say stuff like that, because I've, I've been around Christians, I've been, you know, I I've, I've was going to events, went going to prison events with a group of ministers, and they're all bragging about how bad they were, and they start boasting about how bad they were. It's almost like a contest, who did the worst sin? So I, 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 that's why I, sh I hesitate to say stuff like that, but I'm just saying it, this way, in the context of this, I know that I needed a Savior. So I know that God did something on the inside of me. There's a testimony right there. There's a testimony. God changed me. I think it was Tara, Catherine's sister, a long time ago. I asked them about this. Or your daughter, I apologize. Her daughter. Well, you look so young. I go, <laughs> no, I'm just hey, she laughed hard, not me. Let, it, let the record say. But, but listen, 
But, but, but it was Tara who stood up and said, and I said something about that, and she gave the testimony about how she knew God was real because God changed her on the inside. So we all, if we're born again, we have that testimony. But here's what I'm afraid of, some, some of y'all. Listen. Some of us don't feel strong about that testimony because we really haven't had that personal relationship. We really didn't give ourselves to Christ. We prayed a prayer. And I'm not, listen, I am not trying to bring, you know, uh, condemnation on any way. Please hear my heart. I, I really am not. So it, maybe it's somebody in this room, maybe it's, maybe it's just somebody watching or someone who's about to watch. But listen, if you don't have that in you where you know, man, I was this. I know that God has changed me because my, I used to be like this. And it, listen, and now I'm not just talking about behavior. My, well, I used to drink. And so I, no, I quit drinking. No. Man, people who don't even know God can quit drinking. Well, I quit smoking. I, I, I cleaned up my language. Okay, yeah, that's just because your mom has slapped you back in the head so many times. No, but, but are you hearing me? Okay, are you hearing me? Listen, I'm not trying to be facetious. I really am trying to make a point. Listen, I'm talking about you know what was inside of your heart. You know how you thought. And God came along and changed something. And you know it's real. Not just behavior modification. Are you there? I'll let you at the end. My brothers and sisters. See, that's why I wanted to testify in the beginning, brother. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'll I'll let you come up. But my brothers and sisters, listen, think, think about this. So, so just think. That is what it's all about. So now this guy, we know what happens, right? When he gets up before the same body that his parents were intimidated by, well, what do you say about this guy who healed you? I say he's, at least he's a prophet. No, he can't be a prophet. He can't be. Prophet wouldn't heal on the Sabbath. And you know the story. Yeah. And so, well, who is he showing? Why, why do, you want to, do you want to be his disciple too? So now the guy's putting a little, he's rubbing it in a little bit, ain't he? Why, do you want to be his disciple too? You want to follow him too? No, we have Abraham, we have a Moses that we follow. We're disciples of Moses. See, my brothers and sisters, look. Again, I want to go back now just a little bit. The form of godliness. They had a form. Well, Moses is the one that we're following. Mm. You know the law, but you have no idea according to the Spirit behind the law. You have no idea. So, my brothers and sisters, look. That's where we need to be. What? Give a testimony. And then that goes right into this. And they did not, uh, they did not love their lives to the death. Hallelujah. Jesus said, whoever wants to hang on to this life, you're going to lose it. What does that mean? Uh, well, if I, I just want to breathe air? No. He's talking about lifestyle, the way you live your life. No, your, your, is your goal to be, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to be happy until I'm making X amount of dollars a year. My annual salary has to be this. I, I heard one of my employees was saying he was uh, at some place at a gathering or something, and he heard some college graduates talking about how they had just uh, gone on some interviews and such. And now these college graduates are saying, they're laughing and they're saying, man, I, I'm not going to take that job. They're only offering 80000 a year. They think that they're owed more than that just coming out of college. So my brothers and sisters, what I'm saying, see, this is it. That's what the thing is. That's, it's all about there's this dollar amount. There's this, this, this gold ring that I'm going to uh, aspire to. Are you there? And if I can't get that one, I'm just going to sit here and wait it out and live off of all of you. It doesn't work. My brothers and sisters, that's what's driving me insane. Are you, are you there? So watch. Watch. They, I can't love this life so much that I'm willing to give up my own soul. I have to be willing to say, you know what? Yeah. Would I like uh, to make more money in a year? Yeah. Would I like to have a nicer house? Yeah. Maybe. Whatever that is that floats your boat, fill in the blank. Would I like to have this? Would I like to have that? Yeah, sure. But my brothers and sisters, if that's what your goal is, that's how you're living your life according to those wants and desires and where does God fit in there? And then we're just going to plug God in on a Sunday or maybe even on a Wednesday. Come on. Or when we get in trouble. Oh. Come on. No, I'm not trying. Do you hear me? Are you hearing me? So this is, and Jesus said that. Why would Jesus say, you know why Jesus said Because he knows us. Yes. He knows the human heart. Yes. They did not love their lives. You know what? I like what Paul said in Philippians, I chapter 2. For me to live is Christ, to die again. That's why he saw things that no other human being could see. I want to say that. I want to be in that position. I want to say it and say it truthfully. For me to live is Christ. 
Come on. For me to live is Christ. You know, I got that to die is gain part. I, yes, I'm thankful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I want that, that first part so badly. How about you? For me to live is Christ. Awesome stuff. So I'm going to end it today, folks, uh, in the scripture where we were uh, on Wednesday. We're still studying 2 Corinthians. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 5, I think this will be on the board, if I remember to give it to Cason. <laughs> Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, now this goes back to the function and to the meaning of the baptism, right? If you're in Christ, you're, you're new. You're born, right? You're, you're a new creation. The old Tony went underwater, new Tony came, right? So that, that speaks to that. This is where we were. Now look at verse 18 with me. Now all things are of God. What does that mean? That means God is involved in every area of your life. My brothers and sisters, I want to be better at that. I want, to be, I want to be so God conscious, conscious in every area of my life. I want, I want God to put a guard on my mouth so that I don't make these negative confessions. Come on! Is it, am I the only guy? Come on! My brothers and sisters, all things are of God. Is, can you, now listen, examine yourself. Can you honestly say that in your life now, all things are of God? God is involved in everything in your life. That's what this says. God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, Paul is specifically here speaking to, you know, obviously, all the ministers of God in that, in that era, in that time, his, his group, right? So, so, my brothers and sisters, but we know that we're all called. Yeah. Right? Go to all the earth and preach the gospel. Did Paul and his people go to all the earth? No. Paul covered a big part of it. But he didn't, go all, he didn't go all over the earth. Why? So Jesus, did they fail? No. No. Our foundation, every Christian that came before us, and so is ours. So we have responsibility to bring this gospel, this word, this word of reconciliation. We have the responsibility, Terry, Right? to bring that to our community, wherever we are, wherever God has placed us. Amen? That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. Watch this. Not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation? The gospel. You can be reconciled back to God. How? Through the word of Jesus Christ. Through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I'm, I'm rushing here. Listen. Uh, God was in Christ reconciling the world and not imputing their trespasses to them. What I cannot do is constantly be pointing out everybody's sin. That's not what Jesus did. Right? Now, when it was time to... Oh, yeah. See, because I don't want to be one of those pastors, too, that has really hurt the Christian church by saying, there's this wishy-washy, Jesus is your friend, just come to Him as you are, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's, everything's going to be okay. No, yeah, come to Him as you are, but He doesn't expect you to stay that way. Come to Him as you are and then He's going to help you to change. Come to Him as you are, and you, re, you come to that understanding that I am a sinner. I do. I, I, I'm dirty. I, I'm dirty before God. I need to be reconciled back to God, and that's what Jesus did. Not so that I continue in sin, but so that I can be more conformed to His image and stay reconciled back to God. Hallelujah! That's good preaching there. I wish this was preached all over all the last 40, 50 years, however long it's been, that we can say that, listen, sin is wrong, and if you sin, God is not your Father. If you're... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Listen, that's what it says in the Scripture. First John. If you practice sin, if you continue the way that you've always gone, if you have this area of your life that you're forgiving, this, you're, you're letting yourself slide in this, well, after all, I've changed all of this, but there's just this one thing. If you continue to do that, God is not your Father. Just saying. So we go to Jesus, and we don't, listen, we don't bury everybody in their trespasses and sin, because that's not what He did. Because the whole, remember what the message is. The message is love and reconciliation back to God. Amen? And how do we do that? Here's how you do that. Remember who you were before you went to Him. Oh boy. 
remember where you were. See, now you might be one of those born-saved Christians. Yep, man. You, you know, some, somebody's born say, I really wasn't that bad, Pastor. The Bible says differently. When the Bible says we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the human heart, the, the human heart, what the human being thinks, what the human, human being is born with, that separates them from God. Amen? Amen. But I wasn't that bad. And I've, I've literally had people say that to me. And I think some of you have heard it too. But we all are in need of this reconciliation because no matter how good we think we are and no matter how much we think we've changed, without Jesus, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Scripture, not Tony. Amen? But the good news is, we have Jesus. And He's given us this anointing from above. So now, no longer do we have to be beaten and battered by the enemy. We're in this battle. The Antichrist is, is, and it's going to get worse, but we are not people without weapons. We could go into Ephesians where the weapons of our warfare are. Come on, we, we don't, you know, He's given us this... Uh, this whole armor of God that we should suit up with. Yeah, yeah, we know that. But I'm talking about in general, my brothers and sisters, we need to really remember and, and absolutely function each and every day of our lives with we have this anointing from above. Lord, speak to me today. Holy Spirit, I'm giving myself to you today. Holy Spirit, guard the words that are coming out of my mouth. Holy Spirit, help my thoughts. Help me to take into captivity every thought that would exalt itself above the throne of God. Well, that be, no, anything that would be offensive to God, Lord, help me to control that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But you are more than a conqueror through Him who's loved you. So this battle that we have with this Antichrist, He's already beaten. Yes. We just have to realize it. Amen? We just have to realize it. Stand with me, please. I want to do something totally different. Listen, anybody in here, and if you're at home, you could join us. Is there anybody in here, my brothers, my sisters, listen, you really want this anointing to be active in your life. You really want now, you know that there's been some, I'm not asking about your sin. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you know that you're in the middle of this battle. And you, you desire a strong anointing. You want to be, you want this anointing that God has given you. Put up your hand. Put up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Now, 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 now look. Let's do the next thing. Come up here. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for one another. Come on. Let's pray. This is how we do it. This is how Christians do it. What do you want from God? Pray and ask God. Amen. Oh, I'm so, I'm so happy that you guys are going to pray for one another. Hallelujah. 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 God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Pray. Hallelujah. Just pray. Hallelujah. Pray. Hallelujah. Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 My God and my Father, thank you for this people. Father, in Jesus' name, you knew exactly who would be praying together, who would be standing before you, asking, Lord God, for a strong anointing. Father, it is by the anointing that the yoke is broken. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, we come before you, Lord God, not because we deserve it, but because you are a God who is kind. Lord God, it is your kindness that leads to repentance. Your mercy, your great love that you love us with. So, Lord, it's that that we appeal to right now. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you for forgiving us of our shortcomings, those things that we said, those things that we did, even those things that we thought. Lord, in this moment, I, I ask, Lord, that you remove all jealousy, all bitterness, 
Father, in Jesus' name, let our egos be put to death. Father, selfishness. Father, in Jesus' name, materialism. Father, all of those things that this world and our enemy just seems to wave in front of us all of the time, that he appeals to these things of our own flesh, our own nature. Father, we denounce and renounce these things that are in our own flesh. And we ask, Lord, for your strong anointing to be on us. Lord, that in our time of need, we will call upon you, uh, just standing before your throne of grace. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for this anointing. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts and our minds. We yield ourselves to you. Lord, we all want to say, for us to live is Christ. To die is gain. So be Christ in us, God. Not just in church and not just in the moment that we feel it, but Lord, in the moments when we don't feel it. Lord, Please, Holy Spirit, it's in those moments where we need your strength, where we need your anointing the most. So in those moments, Lord, let us be mindful of this moment when we stood before the true and living God and we, one for another, prayed in agreement and know that we know and declare the truth, your truth, which says that we have an anointing from above. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. God bless you all. Receive it and walk in it. Amen? Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be accepted in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you. But, Ray.